This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chat TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday. Went to the exhibition game on Friday, Tom, after we did the happy hour show at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. By the way, again, the uh, happy hour show will take place this Friday at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Myself and Corey Clark. Tom Lang and myself Saturday morning for the pregame show. Looking forward to that. Tallahassee game day. Post game with you and Gene as well. And uh, of course, content all week long building towards this game on warchant.com. Ira joins us in a little bit here on the program. We'll get his thoughts. Uh, but I do want to say congratulations to the women's soccer team who, again, just do what they do. They knock off the number one ranked team in the country uh, to win the ACC championship. That's eight of 11 years. That is a dominant program and one that certainly warrants uh, being acknowledged to start the hour here. And, uh, Back to what I mentioned here at the outset, I, I did go and, and watch the exhibition basketball game. We can shoot, man. You're going to like watching us. We can shoot. We have a really quick backcourt. Uh, we've got some big guys that uh, have some work to do, but you know, on the whole, we'll certainly provide uh, a, a lot of shot-altering ability and rebounds. Uh, and then I think uh, I think the quickness up top is is where you're going to go. Oh, whoa, this is different. We haven't been this way in a while. So what kind of shooting? Spot up shooting, create off the dribble shooting. I yeah, I think they can create. I can get, they can get. They got a couple guys that can get to the basket. Uh, Caleb Mills in particular can get to the basket when he wants to. So you know how a long time for a long time now for all that's gone right with this offense and above the rim and they get out in transition, all that good stuff. Thanks, Khalil. Uh, appreciate you. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll answer that question momentarily. Um, you know, for for all the things that have gone right with the basketball program, uh, one of the things that has bothered me a little bit, and we've had guys in the history of the program under Hamilton, but we have not been able to sustain any degree of consistency in the backcourt. Where when you have to get a shot off, when you've when you need a go to guy to get a basket, he's there. He can create off the bounce to do it. We really didn't have that at all last year. Nobody could create off the bounce last year. And you eventually saw the teams that, you know, I mean, we did get to the Sweet 16 despite all of those things, but the teams that went on, you saw, had that ability. And I thought, okay, we got to infuse some of that. They have that. Uh, so I'm excited. It's, um, it's going to be a fun team. They, they, could get, uh, uh, they, they could get beat up in the post a little bit, but I think they're going to be all right. Um, and that backcourt is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So play small and play Malik at the five a lot? Is that what you're seeing? I think that's what's going to end up happening. And this was the game where they played everybody. You know, it, you couldn't really get a complete feel for what that was going to be. But um, I, I did uh, I did feel good about what I saw. Uh, it was a fun game. It was, you know, obvious that one team was immensely better than the other. So what are you going to do? Uh, but we were 14 of 28 from three. And it felt like it was better than that. I mean, every time they pulled up, you went, oh, oh that's good. It's just silky, silky. Shooters everywhere, Tom. I like that. That travels. Yeah. 
Um, now, again, you had six players in double figures in this game, so you know the, 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 it's an overmatched opponent, but um, they forced all kinds of turnovers, and they got out in transition, did a lot. Of, it was a fun game to be A little in. Ivy, action, uh, Ivy League action on Wednesday, and then we play Florida yeah, on Sunday. Penn, and, and is that Penn game? At, do I have that right? Is that 9 o'clock? I believe it is, yes. What the hell are we doing? Well, they were allowing you to get done with your show so you could watch a big portion of it. My show starts at nine. There you go. You can watch a big portion of the game. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, I'll talk more about that game in a bit. Yes, we began the hour with the talk of Florida State football, which is um, suffering and at times frustrating. I won't say it elicits many more emotions than that. It does for some, but that game went like I thought it would. Uh, this is, um, you know, uh, the the fact that it's a seven point game late really shocked me. I, I thought Florida State was in a position to maybe get blown out, partly because the matchup was not good for us, but secondarily, then when you learned about the week of preparation or preparation or, or the lack thereof, uh, then I thought we're in real trouble. So at twenty one fourteen, I'm sitting there thinking, well, okay then. This is a this is a group that does continue to impress with. Uh, the, Never give it up the fight. Never give it up the fight. They even when they get gut punched, and they do, because they'll give up a big play now. Yeah. Well, oh, they'll give up a big play. Fourteen to seven to twenty-one to seven. Mm-hmm. You, know, you respond to that, and you have the ball. Yeah. Then you're down seven. Um. So you know you got into a situation where, unfortunately, uh, you don't have the, the the lone quarterback on the roster that gives you any chance to win a game because of his unique talents as a runner, and he can't play, and you know. Uh, I think I, I'll tell you this, Tom. One one thing does disappoint me, and I said it last hour. I mean, obviously, we we know McKenzie is just a shell of himself when you watch him try to throw the football. Not a lot on it. The mind still works great. He still processes well. He just doesn't have the physical ability anymore to play the game at a high level, and that's all because of that injury. So I I keep prefacing this comment about him not being able to play with all of that because I want people to understand that I'm aware that he was a very good player. He's just not now. So why do I say that? Well, if Tate Rodemaker can't beat him out, then, brother, he ain't ever going to play here. So, I mean, that's the one disappointing thing. We thought... In due time, coach's son, good arm, maybe he'll get it. Nope, not happening. Well, one thing Kenny said today was he'd be very comfortable with Tate playing. Well, what's he going to say? Yeah. Well, well <laughs> my worry my worry is that that means that maybe it's on the table for this week, given that the report on Jordan Travis was the flu that's traveling through the team has carried over for Jordan through yesterday's practice meeting thingy, whatever they do on Sundays. Well, that's a shame because you – I mean, really – we're on Jordan Travis watch. You have to accept it, unfortunately. That's well, where that's we are. that's every year. That's every year, and this time it's for something different. Uh, you know, it just, I guess, further emboldens me to say, you've, in addition to Duffy, once he signs, you've got to go out and get somebody else as well. And so, just, I mean, they don't have, I mean, they're not going to say that, and people aren't going to, you know, talk about that, but I, they have to. you got to go get somebody else. Even if it's just for quality depth, you know, just because. Reliability, yeah, yes. because obviously Tate can't play. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, and you don't want to push Duffy too soon. If he's not ready, and we'll know, he, he's coming here, he gets spring. So that, that helps. That helps matters a lot. But, you know, yeah. in yeah. terms of development, uh, that, that's a tough ask, especially given how flawed everything is on the offense around the quarterback position to say, go be our savior, kid. Go ahead. 
From IMG to Florida State. Go ahead, be our savior. In but year you're not one. you're not winning anything next year either. So I don't. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't have a problem if he's got the requisite skill set that makes a defense have to prepare for the entirety of a football field. I wouldn't have a problem playing him and expedite his uh, his learning curve as long as, uh, you know, as as long as uh, we ended up, you know, we I guess you don't break him. I, That's I, what I'm the, saying. The psyche yeah. fragile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think strong psyches could be broken by that situation, though. That's what you really have but to do. But other kids against. other kids come in with a whole lot of moxie and what for and can't be shook. I mean, you know, you, you saw it at North Carolina with Howell. You know, they started him immediately. That's true. And, and it paid dividends. Bully, he's done for them, though, in but, his tenure. But I'm saying that he was an immediately a good player, and yeah, he has yeah. been a good player, period. So, I mean, without him, they would suck to high heaven, Tom. So he's been a good player. And, you know, the guy that secured his commitment to us was fired today. By UMass, Walt Bell is uh, let go after two wins in three years, and uh, that's a toughie. He's probably relieved. I would think so. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, you're losing decisively to Rhode Island. Hey, I'll always have UConn. (laughs) What a day. What a day. He won't have to kick around in the memory bank for, uh, for the wins to recall. You'd be like, oh, the two. I got the two. I can remember them. I remember them like they were yesterday. Yeah, Let me very, tell very you. Yeah. I was staying at the Red Roof Inn. <laughs> he, could, he could do it. We bust over. Yeah. We beat UConn that day. Mm. And let what me tell you. What a day it was. What How about the rest of the season, Walt? What a day. Hey, um, we're not talking about that. We're talking about UConn. So, I, I would uh, <laughs> I would say that it would – I wonder – you know, gosh, that brings up the conversations about what would have happened had Hal come here – uh, would Willie have been able to survive? Well, survive what? You know, I mean, well, like beyond two years, maybe, maybe, maybe. You just wonder. I mean, I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm just saying, you might have. Given that Howell hasn't put North Carolina over the top, I yeah, you know, maybe a season. Maybe you would have gotten a season more out of him. I don't know. Wouldn't have exactly developed him here. So yeah, and we don't exactly have a bunch of players around him. To, to help. I mean, Hal certainly benefited from uh, some NFL players in the backfield uh, and, and at wide receiver. Might be a big part of his success yeah, yeah. early on, get the confidence going. Yeah, it's certainly um, going to be interesting to see how quickly Duffy is ready or anybody else that we bring in here. I certainly think that you owe it to yourself to explore and uh, find out what's out there. Who knows? Max Johnson could be on his way. Oh, happy oh, day. Here we go. But if he does, then that means he'll bring his brother to the tight end with him and we could use that. Come on! Immediate upticks. Are you close to a starter anywhere else? Yes, we could use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, are you close to a starter anywhere else in any other program? Like, I think we learned, oddly enough, that, like, when you watch some of these midweek games, <laughs> some the action, some of these kids, you're like, that kid's better than anybody we have. This is ridiculous. That's the part where I do... Uh, wrap my arms around the very, very vocal uh, minority who's upset and angry every waking second of the day in these games and go, ah, I feel you, in that moment. I'm just sorry that you can't see that we're playing a different sport than most other programs around the country right now. (laughs) We are. Now we're finding a way to patchwork it together and make these games interesting, and that's what makes this team lovable, that they they buy into that and they get the most out of what they are. It's the greatest compliment of the coaching staff, too. They're better. It's just... Not good enough. I I think the um, 
the moment you saw, there's two moments in this game, the third quarter in particular, where you where you watch um, Norbell, and and he's been caught a few times in the last two years with these moments, and it's it's a it's a look of resignation, right? Like this idea that okay, I'm they are giving me everything they have, we're just not going to be able to to get there with this group. But there's also a look occasionally, and I see this, and I'm happy about it, um, of a real pride. Like, I think he knows, like, those guys are selling out on every play, yeah. and that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. And so even when they're met with disappointment, you can see he's kind of like, eh, okay, these guys are doing what we're asking. They're doing everything we're asking of them. So if he goes for it on fourth and four, three, four years from now, and we are closer to where if we, we want to be. better talent? Yeah. Are we mad then? Probably, good. Depends on. I'm the, glad that we, that we can have that dynamic conversation. Yeah, I think if 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 we have, well, yeah, I, I think the way that you operate throughout the game changes immediately when you believe in the players you have and their ability to get the ball back. Yes. So why didn't we believe in that situation that we could get the ball back? Would be my question. Because of the two previous drives, the punts. Yeah, that didn't end on three and outs. Yes. So they punched their three previous possessions. Yes, and not after three and outs. So first down, first down, then a stop and a punt. Five plays and seven plays, and they punt. Seven plays, which ate up three, 30, whatever. We had just gotten out of the shadow Mm -hmm. of our end zone. Mm -hmm. And let's say that we pick up four and a half yards and it's a first Uh, down. What, okay, what confidence do you have that we can march 50 more yards with that offense in that situation? I don't have confidence whenever we get the ball that we're going to be able to move the ball in any way, shape, or form. So that's never a way for me so, to look at it. Right. I never think they can move the ball because they're so one-dimensional. So if they if it's fourth and four, when you know you can't run the football, you couldn't anyway if you wanted to. Right. And you've got McKenzie, backup guards, and that receiving core. So on first... Fourth and four is then in play, even though you believe that we can't move the ball, period. Yeah, and he throws it, and your boy drops it. That's a first down. That is a result. The okay, pro- I'm talking result. about the process the, of the decision. Right. Well, we can go through this. I would go for it right now with this team. If you're anywhere near me, midfield, I'd go for it every time. You're not probably going to get back there anytime soon. I, I would. That punter was killing us. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah. So if they get two first downs and punt, you get the ball at your five. That's what at they had pretty five. much You probably all. get it at your 20 or 25-yard maybe, line. Maybe. That dude buried us all day. Man. All right. But you're really going to get upset about that call? I think that was a dumb call. Okay, well, that's fair. You can think that. I can disagree, but we're not going to get mired into this great debate on the fourth and four call when that team... I think in that situation, what gives you the best chance in that moment, given what your offense isn't, and your offense had already done Yeoman's work to get you out of your end zone and flip the field, put you in a position to where NC State's pinned back in a moment when NC State is doubting itself. Well, not doubting themselves enough to get first downs because they had been getting them. Well, they punted on three straight possessions. I'm just saying they got not three and out, Tom. So he's talking about time and number of possessions. So if you get the ball back with five minutes to play or four minutes to play is what he's thinking. Yeah. So, no, he's thinking now's the time. Well, yes, his argument was he thinks that we're only going to have one more possession in the game. That's crazy. There's eight and a half minutes to go. There's eight and a half minutes to go in that football game when he makes that decision. Not if you think your defense is exhausted and you're not getting them off the field on three and outs. So a three and out is the only acceptable outcome if you punt the football there. Well, no. I mean, if you're worried about time, that's ideal. That's the ideal outcome. And he's thinking about measuring that. Now, again. I just don't understand how you had fourth and ones earlier in the football game, and you don't go for it then, but we think that fourth fourth and and four. Fourth and one from where? It it shouldn't matter. I'm sure the analytics would say go for it in that moment. No, I don't think they would. Not from your own 10 or 15 or 20. I don't think so. Fourth and four. 
with all of those pieces that we have on offense. Well, and we you have, just had two cracks at it on second and four and third so and four. So there's the argument. Now we're going to get to the crooks of it because that's the mistake. Are the play calls leading up to that final decision? Yeah, it tells you you weren't organized in that moment. That's correct. And if you want to criticize that, that's fair. Also, that's for, a very different discussion. No, it's, just, it's the same also, discussion, too. That for, That's an asinine decision in that moment. No, not even close to an asinine decision. They've made, they've made way worse decisions. But I would tell you that— It doesn't mean that this isn't a bad decision. It doesn't mean it's a, a bad decision. It doesn't mean it's a good decision. You're right, those previous results. But I'm saying if asinine, usually you're, you're eliciting that when you're furious about a decision that seems to be off kilter from all the other decisions, and I don't think it was. I think that we've seen this, this coaching staff be that kind of aggressive around that area all year long. He plays to win the game. We know that. Yeah. Even when he's – I don't think in that case that that's an asinine decision. But it doesn't matter because we're going to do this all day, and it's stupid. Because here's the deal. That play did not decide the game at all. What decides the game is you don't tackle on a screen pass, and you can't get off the field on third down. And they repeatedly did that. That's frustrating. On the whole, I'm going to be in agreement with you that the defense played sure. pretty well. But damn it, man. Tackle somebody. I'm somebody who values analytics. Greatly. Sure. And and I, I believe in being forward-thinking and more aggressive, playing to win the game and, rather than protect it and keep it close. Right. I do think, however, in that situation, given that it's, fourth, it a- that it's fourth and four, and you did get it down to a one-score game where NC State in the second half looks a little bit shook. Compare, it was all in control first half, easy breezy. It looks like they're not going to operate at peak, but they're going to get out of there with a cakewalk win, right? And now you've put pressure on them twice. 14-7, they respond, and we respond 21-14. Mm-hmm. And it's in the balance. Mm-hmm. I trust Dave Dorn to make a mistake more in that moment than I trust our offense to go get a first down on fourth and four. That's I, I believe that's reading the room in that moment. Now, I will agree that in most cases, analytics forward thinking going forward aggressive plays, usually, usually I agree. But the models can't read and tell you Correct. The what's going are, on in the moment in that day, which is that your defense is I think I believe in well, college momentum is a real thing. Well they can also it can read, that model can read yards per play. And if you read up to that point, Florida State is not making stops. You're saying they make stops? Not really. They're not giving up points on every possession. Agreed. Right. But they're not just like straight getting stops. Uh huh. But what I'd say about that is that yards per play works both ways, my friend, mm-hmm. which is that the offense isn't gaining four yards a clip. So when's the next time you're going to get the ball back near the 50? You're getting the ball back at the 50-yard line, or you're having the ball at the 50-yard line. I think you've got a better chance at it okay, with so your defense than your offense. Okay, so that's the crux of the debate. Okay, so that's the crux of the debate. I don't think so. Because I think they're going to rattle off two first downs, and that dude's going to put the ball inside our 10 like he was all day long, and then we're going to be pissed off. If you're going to argue about yards per play, though, I agree with you. Yes, you could set, you could make that argument about the defense, but right. then you also have to about the offense, which was averaging 2.8 a clip in the first half. Oh, no, the offense was terrible. So that's but four. It, that's not going to change anything. You're also two for 14 on third down in that moment. Correct. Right? Do you so, want to put like, on third down? I mean, no. What I'm saying is that okay, if you can't convert on third down and you've got that many chances, that would, one out of seven is 14% probability that you your, can make it in that moment. Your chances are slim, period. Agreed. That's not what I'm worried about. I like, well, there's also the evidence of last week, which is when the game was in the balance, the defense was the one that put us in position to win the football game over Clemson. Like So if I need somebody to go make a play to help me win the football game, I'm trusting that defense because I've got more evidence that the defense can do so given the road trip we were just on and given the response in the second half versus Mackenzie Milton and those guards blocking it up with those receivers. And yet it wasn't the breakdown of the offensive line that cost them in that situation at all. They had the play. They knew what they wanted to run. They run it. It's there. Kid drops the ball. 
Agreed. That's the result. I, I, it is. The but, process but is, also knowing you have a play that you want to run that you feel good about is also part of the process. And it does matter. If you're, if you're thinking, okay, we're going to run this. This is going to be open based on these previous plays. All we got to do is hit it. That's like a two-point play, right? Where you say, okay, sure. I'm going to go for two here because we have this play this and I has like been it. Be- that was better than most of our two-point plays this year. Well, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. yes. So there are times where you say, i got to play for this. Let's go, let's go ahead and run it. I feel good about this play. I do need my guys to catch the ball. It is frustrating. But this- at five minutes, <laughs> I, we're in agreement. I, just at five minutes, we're in agreement. It's eight and a half. Okay. That's a long okay. time. But at the end of the day, I think that we're, do- we're falling into the trap of getting bogged down into this decision in this moment it's fair for you to say, I disagreed with it, and, and you're providing your reasons. I, it's fair for me, I think, to say, mm, I understand it. I probably, in an ideal situation, do punt that, but we're not in an ideal situation, and I do think that our defense was tired. He recognizes we're probably not going to get back to midfield. I'm going to go for it because I think this is our chance. We've kind of got NC State reeling a little bit here. Let's see if we can't convert now. Uh, I also think he was worried about possession. I think that's a legitimate concern because I think, given the exhaustion and what NC State was doing per uh, on guards per play, they were going to probably convert a couple first downs. And he's thinking, man, now we're going to get the ball back. Having to throw, ha- they'll pin their ears. We'll be down deep in our own end in all likelihood. If he processed that, I understand that. I don't know yeah. that he did, but if, if he did, I understand that too. Yeah, I it's also like- know. I also know. That we were lucky to be in the game. But the thing to me is, it be- I think it becomes a more important decision where you don't throw your hands to the sky and say we're not good enough. When you get it to 21-14, now, now it's important because the game actually is in balance. Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe all the arts per play and all the metrics say that the game shouldn't be in, in the balance, but it is. It is. Somehow we got here. So in that moment, who do you trust more to make a play when you need a play? Your defense or your offense? Well, I see, you put me in a position of having to rip this defense on a day where I thought, by and large, they were okay. And they were trending well in that moment. <sighs> they weren't getting three and out stops. And they weren't tackling well, and we know that. And I don't know that that screen pass is – I mean, they could have done it from their 10. They could have done it from the 50. I don't know. I mean, I, we gave up big chunk plays. And that is still an area of this defense that has got to get better because every week you end up going back and going, man, for this bulk of the game they played well, except for these four plays of over 30 yards, you right, know? Right. And you end up going, well, damn, why do we have four plays of over 30 yards or 40 yards or 20 yards, you know? And that's the, that's the frustrating aspect where you do see growth and you do see an effort of the front four that you feel good about against the run, but sure. you're still giving up big plays. Yeah, my, I think the last thing I'd say about this, which is what – I began with asking you is all right. I, I get the grander scheme here that maybe you, you can be a little bit more cavalier, you try can. to make statements with a group like this. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah. But if that is a play and a decision that when is we're made, better. when we're, we're better, better, then agreed, agreed. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Then we need to have a serious damn conversation. Right. About but if you have a top twenty team with a top twenty defense and a top twenty five offense, then yeah, you make all kinds of decisions that are very different than what we've seen over the last two years. But given that we're not any, we're close to that. He makes at times really pushes the envelope with the analytics. Just think we're going to go ninety nine and a half yards. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah, I think, uh, man, the well, at the end of the day, you're looking at Doran like really. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was looking at Doran all afternoon. When it got to be 14-7 and 21-14, I was like, are you going to fool around and let us win this game? Are you going to fool around and give us a chance to win this game? Which Felt like did. the NFL. He did for a long time. It was nuts. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Ira Chappelle set to join us next.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio and warchant tv thanks so much for watching if you are appreciate that listening driving down the road appreciate that too that time of the day, that time in the show, it's Monday, and that means we talk to our good buddy, Irash Fell, Warchant.com, and he joins us now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm a lot better after hearing Panama, man. That was nice. Nice work, Tom. There you go. A little Van Halen for you. We work in the uh, the heavy metal, the hair metal, even speed metal occasionally. So every now and again. And uh, now that we know that you like it, we'll do this forevermore. It's going to be, it'll be 80s for you from here on out, buddy. Perfect. Um, all right, so where are we at from a health standpoint? I, I think first things first, we've, we've all certainly had our say regarding the game against NC State. I was surprised to see that Florida State was even in this game late, and that is a testament to how hard they fight, and I think it's a testament to good coaching. Uh, others disagree. Got it. But how healthy are they as they get set to take on uh, a hated rival in Miami? Because that's of vital importance right now, uh, coming off this past week ravaged by the flu. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get a great sense of it from talking to Mike Norvell today. I actually asked him if they felt like they were at least on the tail end of of what they dealt with last week and if they've gotten through it, and he uh, politely sidestepped that question. So I didn't get an answer from him. Uh, You know, talking to a a couple people over the weekend, it sounded like they felt – pretty good about it that, that that they had taken the measures to prevent it from spreading further um so that hopefully that the guys who got it will get over it and and new guys won't uh, become uh plagued with it but um but mike norvell was not giving any answers so we'll probably have a better idea this week yeah and i think the biggest thing that everybody's wondering about and really it, it does matter how everybody else is do you have depth all that stuff but obviously we know this team just really can't effectively move the ball without jordan travis at quarterback um, and I don't know that you're going to get an answer from from the head coach for uh, this week either. But um, well, that was the one, and that, that was the one thing that he was a little bit uh, probably definitive about more so than I expected. Uh, you know, he acknowledged that Jordan's still battling it, and that uh, you know he said that yesterday um, he was still dealing with it, and they're hoping he'll be able to go. You know, at practice this week. You know, they take Monday off, so they'll practice tomorrow. Uh, and he said it's something they're going to monitor throughout the week. That doesn't sound like. They're expecting him to be 100% on Tuesday, which is certainly not what you want to hear. Do we know, uh, I guess, at this point, if that's the case, then is Mackenzie Milton going to be the, the starter if uh, if Jordan can't give it a go, or is there any thought that uh, Tate Rodemaker could get some time? You sound like my, one of my kids when, like, if it's raining on Halloween, like, 
hey, are we still going to be able to get candy? Is there, <laughs> is there any hope? Is there any hope? Is there any hope the other guy could play? Uh, <laughs> we did ask some questions to uh, Norvell and Kenny Dillingham about uh, Tate Rodemaker and his progress. You know, Kenny Dillingham said that, you know, they definitely felt like uh, he'd feel comfortable putting him in a game if that if that came up. Um, but, uh, you know, my guess is they're still going to go with Mackenzie Milton. Uh, he did talk a lot about, you know, one of the things you talked about last night on the Sunday Smash, that people can watch on War Channel TV, um, about, you know, what they did differently in the second half. He really kind of went into detail about what they did and what that did to help out uh, the offense and, and presumably help out Mackenzie Milton. So maybe they have a better feel for what they would do if Mackenzie had to play again. Uh, but my guess is it's still going to be him over Tate Rodemaker. Actually, that does, I think, uh, bolster uh, your, your overall attitude um, because they did do a good job of adjusting. We, you know, Fans are always going to talk about, I am too for that matter, we all are, about halftime adjustments as being a, a window into your coaching staff and whether or not they do a good job of uh, after having been shut down or having success adjusting and either continuing that success or finding a way to have it. I thought they did a very good job there because that did make a defense kind of reveal to them manners own, and, and you gave uh, McKenzie every opportunity to make a play there, uh, and, and they did. So maybe they, maybe they have something going in that you play off of if you've got to prepare with him for the week. So that's just after losses, I think it's important occasionally to see or point to signs that they, that they are improving or that the staff did do some things right, and they've made a lot of adjustments this year. They're just not good enough, consistently enough, and I, I guess I'll flip it to the defensive side of things here, Ira. On the whole, these last two weeks, the defense has played pretty well, but they give up big plays a lot. What were what were Adam Fuller's comments regarding big plays? Yeah, you know, I, you know, that, one of the questions I asked him was just, you know, if, if somebody had asked you how did you guys play on Saturday, what would you say? Because I've heard so many people who feel like they played really well, and then I also looked at those big plays they gave up, and those count too, and. And, uh, you know, he said he would classify it as we didn't play well enough to win, which is, is certainly true. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things he talked about was, uh, you know, NC State got some guys in space, and, the, and then when they missed tackles, it was, you know, DBs missing tackles. And that's, you know, man, there's just nobody else back there in a lot of cases. Um, you know, he was disappointed with the tackling. He said sometimes it's, you know, obviously sometimes it's technique, sometimes it's fundamental, sometimes it's emotions, or excuse me, sometimes it's uh, mental decisions. and. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to use, clearly didn't want to use the illnesses and all that from last week as an excuse. Um, he just said, you know, they've got to get play better. One thing I thought that he said was interesting was he did say that, you know, there's a lot more of accountability in that room. You know, if you've got defensive linemen, you know, when they meet as a defense, if you've got defensive linemen and linebackers or, or defensive linemen, defensive ends who are playing well, and then they, they show those plays they're getting held accountable by the other players. I mean, guys are not happy if, hey, man, we just did our job on first down, second down, and then you guys give up a screen pass for 45 yards. That's not cool. And so, <laughs> you know, you'd like to think that that will help. Um, but, you know, they're also kind of limited in personnel. I mean, I, I think they're going to ride with the guys um, that played this past week, unless maybe you get maybe you get Sidney Williams back. Maybe that helps with safety. Uh, he hasn't played the last couple of games. Um, maybe, you know, maybe you look back at Renardo Green, he's getting healthy again. Uh, obviously, Akeem Dett did not play well at all last week at safety. No, he was terrible. Uh, yeah, I, I could see where Fuller would be, you know, furious because on the one hand, it, you pointed it out in your three two one column for those that haven't read it. Go to warchant.com and check that out. Um, you know, listen, when you hold the Wolfpack to uh, 86 yards on 37 carries for a robust 2.3 yards per attempt, you've got to feel pretty good about what you're forcing them to do. 
and yet you give up those touchdowns, those big plays, 43 yards, 45 yards, 62 yards. I mean, damn it, man. And and that's nothing new. That has been a problem this year. They, they gave up big plays against Clemson, too, even though for the bulk of the game they played well. If they can find ways to eliminate that, they're going to be in good shape. I do like that this has been a season of holding people accountable in terms of the players holding each other accountable. That seems to be something that we see every week. We don't have to worry about them showing up and, and, and playing hard. Uh, we know that they're going to play hard every week, and I suspect they'll play hard uh, again this week against Miami, given it's a rivalry game. Uh, did you go to the exhibition basketball game, or should I save it for Penn on Wednesday, buddy? Uh, we can, uh, I did go to the first exhibition. I did not go to the one on Friday, but my people who were there, and I'm sure you know you, you felt the same way, and things you've heard. Uh, everybody came away very impressed. I mean, this team um, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I cannot wait for Wednesday night and uh, this entire season. It uh, really looks like it's going to be a whole, a really lot of lot of fun to watch this team. I went to the game on Friday, Ira, and I can tell you, I watched every second. Well, almost every second. I was a little late because we did the happy hour show over at Corner Pocket, but I can tell you. I think that is correct. You're going to love watching this team, man. That Matthew Cleveland is a baller. Uh, he's got, you know, you, you look at him physically and you get excited about what he's capable of, but also he's smart. You watch him play the game. Yeah. Uh, I really, really enjoy that. Caleb Mills is sensational off the dribble. They can really shoot it. This team looks like they've got a bunch of shooters. Uh, I like the Jalen Worley kid. Man, they've got they got some ballers now. This is going to be a fun team. Uh, all right, well, we'll save basketball to next week at this time, my friend. I'll talk to you later, brother. Be good. Take care, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I, I I meant to mention that earlier when we were talking about the basketball team. I don't know how I ignored uh, Matthew Cleveland. Yeah, now I know why everybody talked about him. He's a stat stuffer. He does everything well. He's he's one of those guys where you just you're kind of watching the game and it's sneaky, and all of a sudden you're like, there he is again. Wow, eight there, six and five. There, yeah, yeah. He's he's just kind of sneaky. Um, and he shot it well too. He took uh, three threes, made all three. And um, I think he scored 13 points, something like that. But he, he's good defensively. He, he rebounds. He's always in the right spot. A lot of good things to be excited about there. Yeah, the early reports for this team, I have not seen them play yet, but uh, is they like to play defense. They value mm-hmm. to play on that side of the court. Could you sense that? Because sometimes even in an exhibition, maybe you might not get a true answer on that. But can you sense that they, they value that half of the court? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and the problem is, I mean, you know, the team they were facing was overwhelmed by their defensive presence. So you could, you but know, you could see the effort level, the, the effort, rotations, yeah. and things like well, that. Well, here's the big thing with Leonard: for the most part, if he's got guys that can play defense and are, you know, like they have length, they have size, they have depth. If you don't, you won't get in the rotation. I mean, that's how he is. Now they've had some teams that were lacking in that area, but you, they, their offensive prowess was such you kind of had to play those guys. He's got options this year, so I, I think that, that team is gonna. Hunker down and play some good defense. Um, at least out on the perimeter, they got they got the quickness to stay in front of the ball, which is you know been a problem for us. And uh, you know they haven't always had a guy that on the ball defender that you say, okay, that's locked down. I think they have a couple guys that are candidates for that. Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. You work hard, so you deserve the good things in life, like getting an amazing deal on awesome internet. That's why there's never been a better time to switch to Xfinity. Get the fast and reliable internet you deserve for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year contract. And for the first time ever, ask how to get 12 times the speed for the same internet price when you add Xfinity Mobile. Just imagine, faster downloads, more streaming, the possibilities are endless. That's more speed and more value for the same price. Oh yeah, and for a limited time, ask how to get $300 back. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now because you deserve awesome internet. 
Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 11-15-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet, 50 Mbps. Customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Reduce speeds after 20 GB of mobile usage. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Let's see, the job openings, Akron, Georgia Southern, LSU, TCU, Texas Tech, UMass, UConn, USC, Washington State. Relatively uh, little movement last year because of the shortened COVID season, so people pretty much for the most part, didn't get fired. Uh, this year, a lot of jobs already open. It does appear that there will be more, obviously, than those I just named, including the potential for jobs to open up, uh, obviously, at uh, Virginia Tech, perhaps Washington. Already with Adazio at Colorado State, another win for years truly. I took Wyoming, and I just basically said my reasoning was Colorado State should never be favored over anybody. So when they were, I took Wyoming. Yeah, well. And that one. That's why Adazio has thoughts for you that will be ever-present on this particular <laughs> War Chant TV. Uh, we'll see about Nebraska. I mean, they were game. They hung in there, but they're not winning. They don't win a lot. That's that's the problem. At some point, I don't know, I think they'll stick with him in all likelihood. Uh, other potential openings, uh, we'll see. Because uh, other guys may be leaving, but Tulsa, Arizona State, we'll see. Um not that that, you know, not that he's done a poor job, Herm Edwards, but just with the problems surrounding that. He's program. been there a while now. He's actually hung in there, hasn't he? Sonny Dykes is rumored to be uh, the main guy that both TCU and uh, Texas Tech would like to see employed. Uh, we'll see. They are seven and two. He has a contract extension on his desk if he'd like to sign it at SMU, where they are seven and two. Don't know that that'll happen, but if I'm him, I'm holding out for something better. And I said this before, and I don't know who's going to come calling, but now that we're into the second half of the season and Mark Stoops' Kentucky team has kind of begun to fall, uh, if he could get out now, I I would. I don't know that you're going to do much better than he's already done there. Yeah, this is the second time this has come to pass for that, right, for Mark? Yeah. This is the second time that you've gotten to, to a place where people say, wow, Mark, great job, and then it's starting to crumble but you can still get out on that positive. Like You've got your reputation in a place where it never really could be at Kentucky or should be at Kentucky. Rarely is, yeah. And it's not going to be there probably in a year or two from now. No. So sell high. Run for the hills, baby. Sell high. Yeah. Well, now he's got to be disappointed because it certainly looked like Manny Diaz was well on his way out the door at the University of Miami, but you got to give them credit. I mean, him and his staff, they deserve credit. They have kept that team engaged. They have fought. They're moving the football. They're winning football games. He's not going anywhere. Obviously, uh, they lucked into an injury from Derek King because they're not. They don't know what they're looking at in practice. Apparently, that seems to be obvious. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we'll see. Now, Florida could open up as well, but I don't think they'd go after Mark Stoops. So, 
be interesting. You know, I think if Florida's going to be putting Mullen in a situation where he's got to fire off some assistance. Well, which, he already did. He fired two today. Yeah, right. Like, right. So if that's where you are right now, to me that means that you wouldn't make the hire for a new coach unless you've got that hire locked up, ready to go. So you could switch it fast. Like I, you would, you would have just fired him now at this point and start the search. Like, what's the benefit? Yeah, I. My guess is they're not going to fire him. Although, if he could, you know, listen, that, that, that's probably still in the balance. Um, Jimmy Sexton is on the horn uh, because that is the whole thing here. By the way, even let's bring it back to Florida State for a second. People will say, "Well, does Norvell make any changes this off season?" And I'm not here to debate which specific coach or coaches you want removed right now. We've had the larger conversation. I think there's still people fighting for their jobs. I'm not sure anybody's going to get fired because I think they strongly desire continuity, but it, they may have to. They they may be forced. We'll see. Um, there may be. Could be recruiting reasons. So, you know, you're just looking into this possibility. But the bottom line is it all goes through Jimmy Sexton. He's the puppet master. So the the answer to a lot of these questions is what does Jimmy say is available? Hey, I got a guy here. He's unhappy. He would be just the right guy for you there. Let's restart his clock. I'll send him to you. But you got to give me so-and-so because I think he fits better over here. I mean, that's kind of how this thing works. And it's just... It's it's fun to watch from afar, and I'm envious, I suppose, because he's he's got his own soap opera that he's the director of. Yeah, well, the director, the producer, the distributor, oh, all yeah. of it. Yeah, he is the studio. He is the talent in a way, even though he's the coaches are technically the talent, but he is because that's the phone call you take. It's Jimmy's, and so that way the coaches who are in the balance can say, "Well, I don't know anything about anything. What are you talking about?" I've never been offered a thing. Maybe Jimmy has <laughs> Maybe, is yeah. the subtext uh, there. Have, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the subtext. Yeah. The question I would have is, let's say Georgia wins the national title this year. They finish the job. They don't blow it. Is That'd Dan, be great at plus 800 to win the national title, buddy. Is Dan Lanning better off going after a head coaching job right then, right there, or coming to a place like Florida State? Now, I'm living in fantasy land for you a minute. You sure are, buddy. <laughs> but what's better for Dan Lanning in that moment and his future? Is it to go be a defensive coordinator out from under the shadow of Kirby, Kirby Smart? Kirby Smart, right. That's the thought, right? But, I mean, he's already making uh, over $1.2 million oh, a year. Oh, we'd have to come with it at two, two and a half minimum. Yeah, yeah, I would throw a ridiculous number at him. Yes, I would do that. Make him say no. Yeah, I'd make him say no. The, the problem is if he wants to be a head coach, and I don't know if he does, but if he wants to be a head coach, he may want to just wait it out, you know. Uh, it's, I think it's a legitimate question. Like, what's better? It might be just better to ride the wave with Georgia because who knows? Maybe they're going to be in the playoff two of the next three years, three of the next four, whatever. They're recruiting at that level, and then you could just sure take are. that. You could take that stepping stone directly from Georgia. There doesn't need to be a middle ground. Period. But that, we could at least make them think about it. I would, and uh, you know, Mike talked to him before, so that's how we got Jermaine. That relationship. That is correct. I. <laughs> It's an interesting conversation. That is an interesting conversation. One I would have had weeks ago. You know, Dan, I'm looking at your two deep, and uh, that's second level. <laughs> How many of those guys would follow you? Come on, baby. Let's go. Make it happen. we got one more break, don't we? i got to come back and wrap it up in just a second. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 
You want to apply some hockey to our friends at uh, North Florida Payroll Services? Or no? You want to save that for Wednesday's show? We could do that on Wednesday. I'm dying on the vine here. I'm very happy that... Uh, I love doing this show, but I'm very happy that we've got about two minutes left Yeah, the I clock. know. Your allergies are acting crazy, and you've been sneezing away. I got you, buddy. I'll just tell everybody that uh, had we done some, some hockey probables, if you will, or bored down into a matchup that we like, it would have been brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. There you go. That's I what, miss it. That's there, what would have happened. There's silence there where there should be, it's time for, you know, it's just, it's a little bit hurtful. Um, <laughs> it is. By the way, well done, Preston. You made me laugh here at the end of the show. Rather than firing coaches, FSU just sends them to UMass. Taking the UMass job is code for getting canned. Ladies and gentlemen, the next head coach of the Minutemen, John Papuchis. <laughs> it's a mob thing. Yeah. Uh, we had a better. Looks like you're going to have to take the UMass job. They did a better job this weekend. They that, did. That they kid did. just has a 58 degree wedge for a foot. It's ridiculous what he's able to do. I was really frustrated. I'm like, really? Again? I felt like the Florida fans that night, you were there listening to them freak oh. out every time we punted. That's right. Damn it! <laughs> Again! You know, it, I just wish you could have applied a sound to the football as it climbed the air in Gainesville. It's like, whoop! And like, once he gets like, to a certain sound, he's like, no! Because he's, he, he's calculating it. He's calculating the air. He's like, all right, that looks about like a 40 we, uh, uh, 58 no carry. No chance to return it he's again. He's fair catching it. <laughs> also, by the way, uh, you know how we always talk about would the best college team have a chance against the worst pro team? And the answer is always no, they wouldn't. <laughs> Watching Jacksonville beat the Bills yesterday was the same. I was like, really? Okay. That's how close t- the best teams in the league are and the worst teams. That's insane. It was a wild day in the NFL. It was crazy. Results like that all around the league. Oh, and I uh, you square between the boys right here on the uh, Sunday night game. Appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Better show right. up, Rams. Every other part of my thing was great. Even had the Giants over the uh, Raiders. I hit my two-team te- uh, parlay. Well, that's why you don't do three-team teasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got me. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be well and have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.